Welcome everyone to another episode of The Rodcast. We are talking about online and in-person church and how they can work together. If you have any questions around the why or maybe the theology behind uh, this whole new expression of church online, go back, listen to the previous episode because right now we're going to be talking about how to implement uh, both of these streams, both of these expressions of church together in your context and just what we've learned over the last few years in doing so. So, Pastor Rod, can I ask you, uh, how do you how do you see online and in-person uh, working well together and how can we be excellent in both of those expressions of church? <laughs> Big question. It's a lot of work and a lot of hard work. But So, you've got to be committed to it if, you've got, if you believe in it. Um, it's got to be a growing thing. I don't think we, we were talking about it before. No one started off great. Um, we've had to learn a lot of things, how to speak into a camera and how to get the lighting. And there's a lot of things in the, but we have grown up in that a little. And um, maybe we could help some others with that as well. Um, I think both are great. And so I would love to see both uh, online and in person both being excellent 100%. Uh, we might need to have some staff specializing or some volunteers specializing, but um, we believe in it so much. We will continue even after COVID to have online and in person. We love them both. How how did the, you talked about staff there and or, or maybe for some other churches that might be volunteers as well. How did you pivot from, uh, you know, being a church that was mostly in person, although we did have some online expression uh, at that point, how did you pivot towards uh, when that the season of being online only, and how did that Im- impact your volunteers and your staff? So, when, when COVID hit in two thousand twenty, we did have an online experience. It was live streaming our service in Tokyo, which is bilingual, and um, yeah, we had we had a good number of viewers there from around Japan, I guess, and a, maybe a few overseas. Um, it was it was actually very good. the The good news for us is that we actually had just upgraded all that equipment. We were given a gift, um, and we had actually good equipment, and we had a couple of staff. And um, but when we we hit COVID, we had to move from uh, live streaming from a service to just pre recorded. We made that decision immediately. I know a lot of people still did live live streaming with an empty building and and if you could do that that was great but we felt we couldn't do that so that's a that's a style choice there's nothing else in that but we went for um studio for the concept of now we're going to be like youtubers we're going to do it on facebook and youtube and and instagram to a degree and we're going to learn a new, new style and our team has has to all come across and we're going to have to learn how to be uh do something because we didn't have Sunday service anymore. It just, it just hit like uh, everyone knows just immediately. And so my pastoral team, I said, now you're going to have to pastor online through WhatsApp or through Line or through, um, you know, we're going to have to interact with people online. Um, some people are going to have to do, uh, be better at photography or learn video editing or learn lighting skills or learn youtube preaching we all had to change but as the leader i said to everyone you have to change like i knew this was going to be for a while in japan i I knew it and um japanese are quite cautious anyway and i knew that this was going to be a big deal for japan 
and it certainly was. So we, we were two years without an in-person service. Isn't that crazy? And yet we stayed strong because we went for the, um, that option of pre-recording and our small groups went to Zoom so successfully. I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about that here, but that was the key to our strength right through those two years. No Sunday service, no Wednesday night service, but most of our people on Zoom every single week or every, you know, very regularly. So we did, we pivoted the um, the, the the Sunday service to a pre-recorded and we had English, bilingual and Japanese. And then for you, I guess it was, um, you know, bilingual Cantonese and we did Mandarin and when we did Indonesian and we did Korean and we did a bunch of other languages that we had to, but we pivoted fast and thank goodness we had some basic skills that we could train people. Um, we could we could talk about the right camera, the right right basic lights, which was pretty inexpensive, um, and software, etc. So that that sort of stuff. And and a person my age, I'm 62. I knew we I knew we knew I knew we had what we had to do. I had no idea how to do it. So so all my young team, I said, help, <laughs> we're gonna do this, help. And everyone had a great heart. Everybody was just going to make this work. And I think it was some of the hardest working time of our life, you know, um, learning new skills and having to get something for the next Sunday. And and then we got um, some of our stuff was taken down from, from YouTube because we, you know, it's all that stuff we had to learn. Um, but it was, it was fast. And our our small groups immediately went to Zoom and everyone was told and it was fast. So we just made that decision, had to make it work. Um, we did have some good equipment, but we we had to learn very fast. Yeah, our experience here in Hong Kong was we didn't have a single person in the church with video editing experience or anything wow. prior to this. And obviously, we learned a lot from you guys and you know YouTube tutorials and <laughs> uh, but what I found our team was very excited to learn right. new skills. Like, yeah. although we were disappointed at losing our in-person expression of church, I think with the, with the focus of being online and no other choice, it's like, okay, let's really explore this. And mm. uh, I think that became very fun. And uh, it's definitely, you know, two years later, like there's some strength there now with what we do. Um, but it's certainly took it it took time there's a lot of mistakes <laughs> mm. through, throughout that experience but it's been a lot of fun that's great to hear and, and your team's all grown and they've all got new skills yeah yeah and and some of our teams around lifehouse churches or campuses um have actually got jobs in their new skills in video editing website design whatever it is it actually did develop people for new jobs and that's also mm -hmm. exciting and I, and I would say that, like, I think because we, we learn from zero, we're also teaching people from zero. And that, yeah. that, that's some of our, our biggest teams um, right now is like video editing and filming and, and young mm. people love this stuff. They just want to, yeah. they want to learn this. Um, so, I, I think it's been a really exciting journey and, and it's been a great outreach. Like, even just this week, I was talking to our youth leader and he was saying, can we run some classes for non-christian youth who want to learn you know how to do this stuff mm. and you know it's because they want these skills 
Yeah. So that's that's been really exciting too. Well, we we actually did talk a lot about that. What what I call future skills or or future jobs. Um, here in Japan, a lot of people study at university for many years and don't get critical skills. Now, of course, if they're going to do dentistry or medicine or accounting, of course, they're going to have the skills. But a lot of people do courses that at the end are not going to lead them to a specific job. And I, I think there are a number of people, not not huge number, but there's a number of people that if they were exposed to what you just said, video editing, camera work, um, video work, um, music production, they're going to get very excited and and go deeply into that using church as a, as a springboard. Um, future jobs. Um, in fact, I was seeing um, someone on YouTube the other day talking about how they always used to say, Jobs of the future is all engineering, IT, digital, you know, coding. He says, I still believe all that, but the one I've added to that is anything to do with video production, um, like a major person helping the, um, the vocational world, um, you know, like a TED Talks person. And um, I thought that was interesting. He added that because of COVID. There's a whole new area of future jobs. That ha- and of course, there's, you know, there's side gigs and YouTubers and all sorts of things. But it, that's probably not for a lot of people are going to be successful at that. Some will, but the jobs where there's always going to be future is is um, you know audio and visual design and production. And some people just turn up, you know, get on alive or um, social media skills. Or a lot of our young people have just come alive with that. It's really exciting, eh? It is. And I think, you know, the reason why I bring up our situation is just that, like, you know, we we weren't this heavily resourced church, uh, both in the area of skill or, you know, or could pay staff to do this uh, at the time. And then then also thinking of other churches in in our movement, um, like, for example, in Korea, who were not even, had not even launched. Yeah. We were were going (laughs) to launch in March of 2020. Yeah, uh, and COVID prevented all of that, and yet they are running their own service, uh, bilingual service in Korean, producing their own content um, with a very small team. Uh, yeah, we had no choice, but yeah. it's it's this can work with a ch- church with a a team of you know less than ten people. Um, yeah, so this it actually does scale. And with the career story, you're just saying all, all the team, they love it and they love each other. They, they had to work through some really hard hours and some lack of equipment. And, but instead of getting upset, they, they became a team, a very strong team and, and love each other. I think that's really exciting actually to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Or in, in Bali within, uh, you know, doing services yeah. in Indonesian. And it's been cool to see the different expressions coming out in you know, different languages and different sizes of churches, like mm. Tokyo being our largest and how you've been able to help the movement, but then also all the way down to a church that is not yet launched yeah. can even do this. I think that should encourage any church of any size um, yeah. that could be listening to this. I love it. We've got a, um, a church in, in Pakistan that launched during COVID and we met, we met them online trained them for a year online and and the man who is a, a school teacher a really great man of god um was going out to village after village doing 
personal um, discipleship, small groups. And he's, I think he had like 10 outreaches. And he said, what can I do? And we said, video what you do and you can reach more villages. So he was at his capacity, wanted to serve the Lord. And um, so we gave him a, a camera, lighting and some training. And he did, did some basic stuff for kids and, and now adults. And, and we're just seeing um, some of his work now uh, in their language um, that is very basic, but he's reaching probably hundreds of people, uh, training hundreds of people. He just uh, this week again said he's got all these new connect group leaders ready to go. And uh, it's amazing. Um, and he's re- so he had nothing. He had no yeah. skills, and now two years later, he's actually broadcasting and still meeting too many people. <laughs> he can't, he can't disciple them all. But um, it's that's that's the excitement that we're seeing uh, around the world, many countries. Yeah. So we we are saying that there is a learning curve to this. Like, yeah, it's obviously there's some <clears throat> trial and error in some of this, and you have yeah. to train yourself. But if the, if if the person or the team is motivated, yeah, uh, there's a lot you can do with mm. with with very small resource or even skill at the beginning. Yeah, um, I think even going back over our old videos of you know even just two years ago, a lot has changed. This, yeah. this, the skill level has gone up uh, a lot, and uh, I think that's encouraging. That wherever you start, that's okay. You just start. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, really important. And and we've actually resourced some countries of the world, some friends that couldn't just get that basic camera and lighting. We've actually been able to raise some money and give a gift to Russia, for example, or uh, to a group for, for Myanmar, etc. cetera. So um, it's not us doing it all. It's us actually training groups uh, beyond us to to do this. And and then they're saying, well, what do you do here in basic training? And, and they're going to they're move it in their direction. We're not saying that ours is the only way, but... It, this can be scaled out to a whole bunch of countries in the world with some basic skills and a learning curve. Yeah, that's right. And give it a few more years and with the way phone technology is going, mm. I mean, already the, the camera in the, the kind of like the best iPhones is unbelievable. Uh, as So the, the tech yeah. is just yeah yeah you don't need this huge you don't need a studio and all of this stuff to start and actually there's very no. successful youtubers who are just doing yeah. stuff on very small setups well i think that's one of the things we learned about online um production of our services is that you could you can just be yourself it, it really is a different style it's, it's it's like this it's it's um talking and and then having to 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 be a, I don't know what what's interesting is a good word to be interesting and stay interesting and because we've got a great message about Jesus we want people to hear but we've got to use a different style so um so, so it was funny because sometimes early on we did some things that like a light fell over or you know yeah it mid, still does I in guess. the middle of your preaching yeah and and we just said just just let her let her go let her rip you know in Australian speak let's let her rip and people said that was the best part, you know. That was that was that was the best part of the service. Now we sort of laugh at that and think, really, but it's just being goofy and real, which we have discovered, and many people have discovered, is the language of this new generation of authenticity and real and behind the scenes. And how do you do that and show us? And even now, when we do our music 
stuff. We're, we're doing camera work behind to show what the day looked like. And, and that's probably the most uh, popular stuff is, is what did your day look like when you were recording? Um, and I love that too. You know, if I, if I see others, I would probably watch that too. Um, and how the team interacts together and how they overcome problems. So the, the, used, the YouTube style is very, I think it was very um, natural for us working with bilingual and different languages and but keeping the goofiness and the the fun and the happiness uh, along with our very real message that we want to bring about Jesus so it's it's been a great discovery hasn't it yeah so i i think about um i feel like what a, a bit of a, what you're saying is the production while while it is important and we can learn those skills and it's great like learn it get better at it it's great but ultimately, just being real and interesting people and living your life out and expressing that and catching the spontaneity of moments and things like that, that's actually what people want to see. And they, they don't want to see a perfect, completely no. polished product. Uh, they want to see real life. And especially, I think, in the church context, uh, they yeah, they want to see people they can relate to and connect with and that are not coming across as as perfect or yeah mm. we can leave that stuff in <clears throat> absolutely we're good at we're good at that we're good at not being perfect <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and we I, love it too and I, I and i think a lot of our preachers have really really loved this time to rediscover uh mm. preaching yeah for a new generation which you know we've talked a bit about our own preaching style which we're not saying others should do but we feel we have a a philosophy of preaching that's good for a new generation and and how do we do that um and we can teach that if people want to know about it um i was actually asked to do a a doctorate a, a doctorate i'm not i'm not doing a doctorate a, a doctorate um youtube with a bunch of preaching students around the world and and i, I said when they asked me to do it i said i'm just i'm just me i'm just i'm just who i am and they said well just share what you're doing so I just shared about our style and storytelling and reaching people, and um, I, I, I just I said to them, "I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm not trying to change your style. You've just asked me what we're doing." And but they were really interested. He, I, I met the I met that that professor last week again, and he said that was that was a great talking point. Now that doesn't mean they followed us, but it was it was a discussion point. Wow, there's new styles. There's new. Let's look at that and this and that. And and I think that's what we can do is talk about styles. Not from a point of view that we are right, but this is what we've we've experienced. This is what we've discovered for us. If it can help you, great. If not, great. Um, but this, this this YouTube style, I think, is great. I, I think it's less stress. Yeah. Um, our preachers, some of them got stressed before. Now they're just enjoying preaching more. And then we're going back to in person, and they're saying, "I'm not I'm not as stressed back at in person because of the experience of doing it in a camera." So it's actually bounced back into in-person as well, I think, hasn't it? Like, let, let, let's keep this style going. It works for us. Absolutely. And I, I feel like what we're saying is that that super ultra-polished approach, very few people or maybe churches are can actually do that, whereas everyone can do just real and, you know, even some bloopers in there as well. And, like, everyone can do that. Uh, yeah. 
So everyone that, can do that. <laughs> I think that's a great message for me. Like speaking of preaching, I, I I really didn't want to preach to a camera. Like I I I just felt I think because I I felt like I was not polished enough. Right. I, and and when I started having that revelation of no, actually, you've just got to be yourself. And although I was doing that in person, I just felt like in front of a camera, the pressure was on to, to be a certain way. And I had to get rid of that thinking. Uh, and, and now I really enjoy it. Uh, and we're actually looking for those moments where kind of something comes out and it's funny or interesting or, uh, it's good. So, so going back to in person, I mean, you still do it on camera, you still, but yep. did that reflect back on in person on your preaching? Do you think? Well, the way that we're, the way that we're, yeah, absolutely is the answer. Um, but the way that we're doing our services now with uh, lining up our online message with our in-person message. So let's say we're preaching on faith for this week. It's the same message online as the in-person experience. It means we've filmed that message three weeks in advance. And uh, so I've already preached it to a camera, which has helped me to flesh it out. Uh, then I get that message back. I can watch it and see which parts uh, I liked and, and what I can improve on. Uh, we can add other media to it, which is really exciting, bringing it to life, making mm. it way better. And then we can use that media in person, uh, whether it's graphics or little short videos. And by the time I'm preaching it in person, I've been able to also digest my own message again Mm. and it's coming out uh a lot more processed not perfect but no i I just love that process so on saturday night i'm watching my own message now i'm cringing you know when you listen to yourself (laughs) (laughs) but but it's actually helping me and even on the way to church sunday morning Mm. i'm listening again and it's Mm. it's it's helping me memorize my message more so I think there's some very practical yep. uh, aspects to public speaking there that also helps. I was told once that you you can there's a, such a thing as preaching yourself happy, and I think that's what you're saying. You're learning, you're growing, and you want to deliver for Jesus and for the people, but it, it's it's actually not stressful, is it? What you just said is it's not really it's not stressful. You would turn up and hi everyone, and away you go and deliver what God's put on your heart with. Just joy and yeah, I, I think that sounds great. I mean, it would it would be a bit different if we were preaching different messages, right? You know, if the in person was was not mm. lining up with online. So I think it just made sense for us to also yeah. to do that for a number of reasons. One is it's helping our preachers, but also if it gives people the choice of uh, the online experience or the in person. I'm going to get consistent messaging. Whichever expression of church I choose right. or that I'm able to attend on that week. Uh, so the whole church is hearing the same message. So I, I, I like that as well from mm. a pastoral perspective. If we're talking about faith, everyone's going to hear about faith on that weekend, no matter what expression of church they're a part of. It's great. And discipleship occurs. Everyone's going to grow together. It's great. Mm. Mm. Do you have any... Uh, practical advice for pastors and leaders who are looking at this and, and thinking, yeah, I can see that the online expression of church, uh, you know, 
is part of the future. We're not saying it's the whole future, but it's certainly a significant mm. part of it. It's not going away. It's not just a COVID only thing. Uh, and they're, they're wanting to, to put more energy into that. Yeah. Any advice for them going yeah, down that path? I think there's got to be something of interest and passion. Um, so they're not trying to copy someone else. Like you can't copy, you know, a, a big church or um, even a church in a different context. I, I would say get excited about some of the context that you can bring to your community. And um, so you might be a church and you do really good marriage prep. Um, well, maybe that would be what you're passionate and you're good at it. Talk about marriage and um, or parenting or education or um, deeper Bible studies. Um, I, I, I've seen ex- expressions of all of those and I've thought that's really good. Even if it was like just a, a, a basic, you know, um, just, just someone talking and that, but they were passionate. There's something attractive about people who are passionate, hey, and passionate and context. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to touch lives. And, and then others have more of a, you know, national or international um, appeal. Um, well, that's, that's their gift. Use that. But I, I think you're talking about like a smaller church. What can we do to reach people in our community? And I, I, I think one of the, the things I've heard about is when people have gone to a local fair or a local thing and they've, they've just talked to people. I say, I'm recording. Is that okay? Like you've got to get permission. Um, you know, what do you think of this? And just, just a bit of that in, in the community um, gets interest. One of our couples um, up north here in Japan did a, a, a car trip with the, the camera on, on and off. And, and it was at night. So that's not that interesting. But that, the way they were talking was pretty interesting. And it was like not every minute, just every, you know, maybe every half an hour, here we are. And wow, look at that. What's that? that was the most views they ever got. And it was like a, um, a travelogue. Um, and then they talk about their marriage. And, and I, th- I thought, wow, that if they could um, get a, a base of people to talk to and then get some people talking back, um, that's pretty interesting. Um, I've also seen some people do some things that are not interesting. And so you need a good friend, you know, <laughs> to say, um, hey, you're really good at this. Why don't you try that? Or mm, maybe that's not the area you're in. Like maybe you're trying to talk to a national group, but actually that's more of a, a local group. So you need a friend or, or a church or a, someone, to, a consultant to come and help you or just a really good friend who has some good background of this or look at some YouTube videos, some how to, how to be better speaker on YouTube, how to do this. Um, now, again, I'm, I'm an older person. I'm not old. Thank you. Uh, 62. So I'm not interested in learning new skills about how to, and I don't have to, cause I've got a team. I'm not saying I'm beyond it. I'm just saying, I just don't have time for that, but I, I want to like, inspire some young people why don't you why don't you look at that why don't you do this and help me with that and and helping them also grow and and um so we're learning together so some churches i would say to the pastor grab your 15 year olds and and learn how to do a youtube video with them or your 18 year olds and how to do a a panel discussion with them or like like utilize your young team in their passion um and i think you'll make some new friends as well along the way so we don't have to be good at everything in fact we we're not but so what are you good at what's your context what can you do and and the last thing i'd say is what can you do repeatedly 
because if it's just one, you you, you gain audience and lose the audience. So um, if it's something you could re- repeat, uh, dig into a bit more. Um, one of our pastors here in Tokyo is going around some Tokyo sites, um, historic sites that have Christian background and and actually talking about history in Japanese language. And he's he's his sidekick, his side partner is very funny. And so together they make this pretty good history show from just walking around a site. Now, so it, it's going to be random almost, a, a, um, a, a chance meeting of what you can do well in your area. I don't know if I can answer better than that, but you've just got to find your context. You find your voice. I think that's a great point that you don't have to learn all the skills yourself and that, that there would be people at different life stages or levels of interest may not be an age thing. It might just be level of passion or whatever. And, and you can do something. I, I even think of what's happening uh, in Sri Lanka and we've got a, a, a great couple there who are planning a church uh, through Zoom and uh, you know are not are not experienced with producing any kind of content or anything like that. And they've learned some, just some very, very simple skills, but are able to have a very effective uh, outreach mm. and people getting saved through that. So there's all different levels to this. Yeah, they're doing amazing. Uh, I mean, they really have reached a whole new people group. Um, and, and they're very authentic, aren't they? They're very real, very loving, and then they're having to go. And I'm sure those young people are helping them as well. Like that's part of the growth of the church plant is is people watching them do all that and thinking, wow, they, they really love Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... But there is a learning curve to some some of this, and like, like for me, preaching to a camera, like that was. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to I got to get good at this. This is part of the future. Like this is, yeah, you know, and uh, getting excited about what it what it could could mean. Uh, but there are some skills that yeah we could learn that could open up uh, a bigger world to us online, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. How, how about for yourself personally? Has there been anything? Uh, I don't know, practically that's kind of helped you or, or helped you navigate all of this as like as a church? And I, I've, I've actually loved going online um, because I could see the, the, the impact of it. I, I love meeting yeah. in person, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I, I, knew, I, I knew that we were going to be online for a long time when it hit Japan and I loved it and I loved the YouTube thing and I loved – the team all growing and learning. I, I watched the team all become more of a team and that, that was an incredible moment to watch. And uh, there's a few things I would have done differently as a leader, but mostly I think we did get it pretty right. So, but I still don't know how to do a, do a live stream, you know, <laughs> head of a movement, all these campuses. I still don't know how to do a lot of stuff because I didn't have to, and it's actually part of my, you know me, Richard, um, I call it intentional laziness, Yeah, which is not really laziness. It's just saying to people, I can't do that. Can you help me? I yeah. can't do that. Can you help me? And finding people quickly to lock into that job that they are passionate about. Mm-hmm. I've always done that, and I've always found people to grow. Uh, so in this, in this season, I've just seen a whole, you know, really tens and tens of young people growing 
I don't know if I already answered your question there, but I am excited by this whole thing that as we move forward back to in-person, we're going to bring some of those skills back. And people are talking about the meta church and all this stuff. That's for the future. I don't even know what that's going to happen there. But I'm excited. I think, you know, God is on the throne and, and he's in control and, and his church will become better and better. And I, I'm very I'm very positive and very hopeful about the church of the future. Can I ask about uh, the experience of leading a church when, you know, in-person services have been gone for two years and now they're starting back again. And obviously the church looks very different in person on a Sunday and you've still got this online expression like what could you speak to the heart of leaders here who have who have, maybe have been through that? Maybe some other parts of the world. It's not been sure. so dramatic, but yeah, um, I, I'd say with I'd say majoritively we're, we're all smaller coming back in person, um, but more passionate. Uh, that's what I'm hearing from around the world. Now, some people will say we grew and. But I think majoritively, worldwide, the church is not as big as it was, but people have come back passionate. And the other thing is the people who come back as those who were involved in a dream team or in, in a small group or what we call connect groups or um, online, they got on fire. People have come back passionate. And then there's all these new people coming in. I'm hearing this from almost everyone that all of a sudden, there's a bunch of new people came in because we had online. These people have followed us and now they've... So the church does look really different, but it's the same vision and passion, maybe even more passion. Um, and there's a passion for souls and there's a passion of growth. So we're smaller and maybe with that some challenges with finances, although I think we can grow back. But I, I think the church is great. And I, if I could just speak for the future, I just sense the Holy Spirit is going to move in a way we've never seen before. We've got to get ready. We've got to be hopeful. We've got to be agents of hope and joy and teaching the Word of God well and training leadership. And we've got to get ready for this next season. And so even if the church is smaller, um, if people are passionate, be encouraged would be my advice. Be, be encouraged and train people. And I was just talking to one of our pastors this morning who said, um, They've got all these new people wanting to be connect group leaders or wanting to be small group leaders. Um, they've lost a few people here and there, but all of a sudden they've got this impetus and all these people saying, feed me, help me, grow me. And so even if it's one or two, train, get with people, grow people, get them ready because I believe we're going to have a move of God that we've never had before and it's going to come across the whole world. I'm excited. Mm. Absolutely, I feel the same way, and uh, I think exploring this this whole online thing just only adds to what our church can offer people in the future. Yeah. I think about um, the fact that we, as technology improves, this is only going to get better. You know, like going yeah. from Paul's letters to to video is a big jump. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what VR and <laughs> all that's going to be like in the future, but it's certainly exciting for its application with how we can get the gospel to more people uh, yeah. and in a more yeah. uh, compelling way. That sounds great. 
There's a statistic out there that right now, and that, that statistic is 42% of the world have still not had a chance to hear about Jesus. 42%. It's about 3.5 billion. And I just think online is going to be a part of the big strategy of God for, for reaching the, the, the world. That's not taking away from in-person at all, but it's just more outreach all the time. And a lot of our people are able to be part of that evangelism so easily, right? That is the phone or what, sharing, whatever. Um, the, the, the pool of sharers of the gospel has increased so much and will, will continue to increase. So let's, let's empower each other how to reach out to more people right now. Would, would you, I don't know if you've heard anyone uh, ask this or whether people have this question, but if for a pastor who's thinking about uh, the online expression, like, would you have anything to say to them if they're concerned that, well, if I give our church this option, then they're going to take that option and our Sunday mm-hmm. will look smaller? Yep, it will. Any- right. It will, but it, but it will anyway. So no matter what you do, it will for a season. And again, some churches will say, no, we actually grew, but most churches I'm talking to around the world are smaller, even with great pastors, great teams, great, great everything, great, great facilities. So I, I just think it's going to happen. And, and we just have to do everything we can to reach some. You know, Paul said, I will do all things to reach some. And um, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So we've got to be using the, the communication style of, of of the world, not that we become worldly, but we need to use it all to reach the world. So I would say if you don't, you may not get new people because I I really think this is about getting a lot of new people. They're coming. They are coming. And a lot of them are coming to us are not yet believers, but they're actually interested. We're finding on the streets of Tokyo, people are more interested. We just have to meet them. And I'm sure it's the same in many countries of the world. People after the pandemic need friends. They want friends and they're open to friendships. And so by all means, um, go for it because the church is smaller but more passionate and I think the front doors are just going to open more if we're ready for that. Mm. That's great. Well, we have talked a lot about online and I guess uh, that's because... The in-person thing, we're not questioning that. that that's, no. that's not questioned. So it's not that this is more important than everything we do in person. Of course not. But we, we do feel like we need to talk about this expression of church just because it is so new and it's what people are asking about. So just to clarify that for anyone um, wondering uh, about these topics, we want to be excellent in both. Is that correct? Absolutely. You're right, Rich. And, and I just echo that. We are specifically talking to one of the two great ways to to do church. And in person, we love it. We enjoy it. We, we want to get back and meet people and all that. But um, there are a lot of people not coming back. And there are a lot of people need to have their first expression online. So it's this balance. The hybrid model is what we're saying. Both excellent, both good, both moving ahead. Um, no criticism of each. Let people make their choice in their time, but they're being discipled. That's the key question. Are people moving towards Jesus? That's that's the key question. Great. Well, thanks so much for your time, Pastor Rod. I hope that inspired some people to maybe think about this a little bit more and uh, to be encouraged with exploring the whole online expression of church. 
and we'll see you in the next broadcast episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.